0: Hi guys, this is Watching People Cook, MasterChef Season 10, Episode 23, London Calling, Part 2, with Nigella Lawson.
1: Wow! (laughs) And it started for me as if I was going to watch an Agatha Christie mystery on Masterpiece Theater.
0: And who are you?
1: Who am I? Oh, I'm David.
0: I'm Pepper Proxy.
1: <laughs> I'm David, and, I, and I, I've watched Chef. Now I feel like I'm in a 12-step program. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce ourselves. That's all right. I got um, so excited about jumping into this episode.
1: My name is David, and I watched this episode of Chef, <laughs> And it, it did remind me, though, of uh, Masterpiece Theater. Like an Agatha Christie mystery.
0: Yeah, mystery. why?
1: Because um, it's set in a palatial estate on the Engli- in the English countryside.
0: The Hatfield Castle.
1: Wow, um, and uh, they are in a carriage being carried by a Victorian-dressed coachman. Yes. Uh, through the countryside, past a herd of stags, and um, toward.
0: Some people call dinner.
1: Yes. and Some people call dinner. Uh, uh, potential venison. Yeah. And then uh, they roll up to this uh, majestic, um, I can't remember who said it. Someone said, that's the biggest house I've ever seen.
0: Probably Noah.
1: And then um, out come the three judges, Gordon in his uh, traditional clothes for the show. Aron looking uh, his
0: con his uh, like estate his country estate outfit,
1: but modern.
0: Yeah, Aron <laughs> comes
1: out looking like a nineteen twenties gentleman. Yeah, and then and, and,
0: and can we say he looked really cute?
1: Yes, and Joe looked like the guy that mucks out the horses. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, yeah. With those <laughs> little newsboy cap on that we talked about. But I also I guess it was called Hatfield Estate. I'm not sure if it's a castle. So I maybe misspoke. But um, I don't know. I did like that. Um, uh, somebody maybe told Noah that he had to change out of those overalls. He could not wear those at the Hatfield Estate.
1: Do they have a dress code there.
0: I think they did, because um, Aron also has to remind Noah to be a gentleman um, and let the ladies go first, which I thought was interesting. But I do have to say, along with our three judges, Nigella is introduced and she looks like an angel in her all white outfit with little black black buttons down the front. Um, Gordon says to her that it takes 10 years um, to get her to be on MasterChef. And I think it's because she had a contract with um, other shows, including The Bite, um, with Anthony Bourdain and Marcus Samuelson. I think Ludo was a judge on that. Yeah. Um, And then they had Brian Malarkey for just a little... um, a little short time. But I do think she was maybe under contract with some other networks. So yeah. She couldn't do MasterChef. But
1: it does fulfill your um, long-stated desire on this show for more female representation on the judging team.
0: Surprisingly enough, after we talked about that last um our last episode, there was a conversation on Reddit about it. Oh, um, and people were like trying to come up with their favorite judges, like we did, and what yeah. would be the um the best um group. But it does seem like a lot of folks on Reddit that have opinions like Joe quite a bit. Really? Yeah, and there there weren't as many pro Christina Tozy.
1: Hmm. See, and I will say. Um, in this particular episode, they made him the Simon Cowell of the judging team. Yeah, they did. Um, which is a role he's willing to take. Yeah. So I can understand why people would would like... Because yeah. it's you do have to have somebody that's supposed to be kind of the truth teller of the judging team so the other judges can be positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... I don't know if he's that good at it.
0: Yeah, it seems like he maybe needs to take like an improv class or an acting class to really maybe hone those skills of being the grumpy judge. Um, but I did learn, I don't know if it's true or not on Reddit, but I did hear a rumor that they are going to have Daphne Oz as a judge on MasterChef Junior next season, oh, okay. which is nice. I really like her as a judge, so that's good that she might be um, joining the panel and replacing Joe. So I think what they said on um, Reddit was that it, for Master Chef Junior it's going to be Daphne, um, Gordon, and Ar- Aron. Oh,
1: yeah. So replacing Christina Tozy.
0: Or replacing Christina Tozy slash Joe, which yeah, I still would like maybe Daphne, and. Um, Christina Tozzi, what if it's all women judges? That'd be interesting. Well, then
1: then it would be a different show.
0: I know. I know. Because
1: it's Gordon Ramsay's show.
0: I know it is. I know. You're but kicking
1: him off his show.
0: I'm just pro the female judges. I think it's good to have um, a good balance. I'm, you know, I'm not... I, I think it would be fun to do all female judges, but I think there just needs to be balance and there needs to be good representation. And I also think that there just needs to be good representation of different cultures. So I'd be great to have Monique come on yeah. and um, do as a guest judge. I, I'm just saying.
1: I just want it to be entertaining. Yeah. And I find, uh, Joe's, uh, silent staring routine old yeah that's my whole thing i i i love christina tozi i think she's a great judge and i'm i'm all for having her on and i think you've given some great examples of people that would be um really good female additions to the cast but i also think there are male there are males that could be good additions to the cast that would be make it more entertaining like there are people like because one of the reasons that i don't think the criticism comes as as hard from Joe is he is not a chef, he's so I I think that Simon Cowell of the team was an actual chef. It might it might carry more weight.
0: Marcus Samuelson. Well, he's oh, not going to. I know, but be I love him. You know, I love I him. I know
1: him. I know.
0: Okay, so um, we head into the kitchen, which oh my gosh, how beautiful is that estate? Mm-hmm. Just amazing. So, um. We have, the judges had up like some, what are those stairs called?
1: I don't know. Spiral
0: like staircase. To, to, to go, a viewing station. Yeah, to go to a perch. Um, and then one of your favorite things happens. It didn't happen throughout the episode, no. but in this part it did. What And what was that?
1: Is there, I'm not sure what you're talking well,
0: about. Well, I, I think you said that it seemed, it seemed like there was a little bit of voiceover work oh, from
1: but, yeah. Gordon's
0: closet.
1: Yeah, Gordon went back in his closet that he goes into to record uh record his dialogue when he uh, doesn't say yeah. what he wants to <laughs> say during the show. Or they want to uh, edit it a different way so he has to come in and say something. Yeah. He was back in that weird closet that yeah. they have him in.
0: The editing room.
1: I'm not sure why they don't. Um, they don't continue the noise around his voice when he's in, like, because they could make it sound more like he was there. A little
0: background noise. Yeah, and
1: yeah. and make the room sound a little bit more like like have him recorded in an open space instead of a recording studio, and it would have more of a natural. Maybe sound they don't to give it. a crap. Maybe.
0: I don't know. So, they spent a lot of money flying everybody to um, England, so maybe that's...
1: That's what it is. it's yeah. in the broom closet in yeah. the state.
0: They're on budget, they're budget restraint. Um, so I know we already talked about um, Angelic Nigella, but she looks amazing. I really like her. I forgot that I liked her because I went through a period where it's like... Yeah, Nigel, I'm not so sure. I don't think I loved that show, the taste. I wanted to love it so much because the cast was amazing. But I didn't love I don't think I loved the show and she was kinda weird on it. She was like flirty weird on it. Mm-hmm. Um but it was great to see her again and what a beautiful voice.
1: Yeah. And um nice because it, it, for some reason it does feel like her opinion carries uh Real weight too
0: well because it seemed auth- very authentic yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I loved that when um there during the cooking she says she was feeling very stressed and then she put her hands up to her stunning face and she was worried about the custards because right. midway through the cooking of the venison surprise surprise the contestants are charged with making a trifle
1: I, I did want to say though about um The challenge that they actually have, which is to cook a venison dish, yeah. That um, Aron says uh, they need to cook a dish fit for a king or a queen. (laughs) But he didn't read it in the way that I assume that they wrote it for him. Which how did you
0: how did you think they were gonna? It was supposed to be
1: a dish fit for a king or a queen, (laughs) not a dish fit for a king
0: or a queen. Well, maybe they're listening to our podcast and they're hearing Maybe he went in the
1: closet and recorded, or a queen, like at a separate time, (laughs) and they just added it in.
0: Maybe. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the contestants. We have Dorian, who um, decides to do, I think she did a loin, um, Mm. venison loin. Mm -hmm. And she does, um, her, her sauce for it is a compote. Um, with rhubarb, which is pretty bitter-tasting, um, and then white wine. Um, and I did like that Nigella seemed a little concerned with her sauce because mm-hmm. she thought that maybe it would be a little... She put a lot of wine in it, and then maybe it'd be a little bit bitter. But I really loved how nice a nice Nigella was to Dorian when she checked in with her on the trifle um, part, Um Because she recommended, because Dorian doesn't drink alcohol, and she was going to use the same alcohol she used, the white wine during her um, sauce for the venison. And um, Nigella suggested maybe a richer alcohol for the dessert, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was really nice and was great advice. Um,
1: But but she went with Kahlua.
0: (laughs) I, I, I
1: she mean, didn't really. she didn't,
0: really. but I have to say Kahlua is a better alcohol to make a dessert with than like, a, I'm thinking it was, she was maybe cooking with a drier white wine, which yeah. isn't the best. Like you want kind of a sweeter, or a thicker right. wine. Um, oh, so uh, the cat from the neighbor's cat just jumped over the back fence looking for some snacks. We have... Um, the um, Dorian also says that she feels like she's coming in as a, with a dis- disadvantage, and I kind of like that they actually acknowledge this in the show because we've talked about it on the podcast before, but they've never really talked about it on the sh- actual show, which makes me think that they have listened to are watching people cook master chef juniors and um, because we talked a lot about it in on on that podcast Yeah, not well, those much more episodes stark
1: for the kids
0: yeah because she, dorian says you know i am at a disadvantage because you know i don't come from a wealthy household and i haven't had a the a, i haven't been afforded the opportunity to cook with a lot of these expensive ingredients mm-hmm. which is so true
1: it is true and um It was interesting because um, they cut from her to Nick.
0: Who is wearing his Harvard sweatshirt. So that
1: was... It seemed to me like um, while they were acknowledging that, they were also trying to set up a rivalry between the two of them for that reason. Of the
0: classes. Which
1: is interesting to me because normally they would do that through dialogue between the people. Yeah. But Nick... And Dorian are both so nice. Yeah, and she's that,
0: like so maternal towards him. Yeah, yeah, there's
1: no, there's no tension. So they're having to like, I assume, ask her questions about it. Yeah, and get her to say, oh yeah, I've never, I've never cooked with it because she does say during the show too, she'd never even tasted venison before yeah. that day.
0: Yeah, which you 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 do have a little bit of insider information to share at the end of the episode, which, um, kind of maybe lessons that her disadvantage a little bit um but i also felt like okay so they're in the uk maybe um that like the battle of the classes would play better there than it really does here but i do think that it's de- de- definitely more difficult for people who come from less you know less in wealth- ohio Yeah, Dorian's from Canton, Ohio, originally. And I can say this because that's where, you know, I grew up um, not in a wealthy family, um, and we ate noodle boodle. So I can see where it's a little bit harder to, like, learn how to properly cook venison if you have no—unless your daddy maybe, like, hunted for it, which that happened, and, you know, that happens— Um, in Ohio and Michigan, but I just thought it was interesting that they actually acknowledged it on the show because we've talked about it at length on our podcast. Um, So for Dorian, um, they do give her um, good feedback when they're doing the tasting. Um, Nigella said her potatoes were neither here nor there. They needed maybe to be crisp, more crisp or something.
1: Mushier or crisper?
0: Or something. And then um, Nigella said that she liked her American twist to the um, trifle because she used pecans. I noticed she didn't even toast her pecans. I just feel like they were all rushed towards the end. Um, But Joe, like playing the bad chef, um, said he wasn't a really big fan of her trifle.
1: No. And I also want to say about the tasting. That um, went to have them take the dishes to the tasting room. They had them um, all put them on silver, uh, silver serving trays and carry them down a giant checkerboard floored hallway yeah. covered with um, portraits of royalty on the wall. Yeah. Which uh was very odd. And then once they got there, they put all the serving trays down on a side table and then would pick up the trifle and the plate and deliver it to uh, the judges rather than carry the whole serving tray. over
0: I there. felt like there were some very specific rules and regulations to allow them to film and cook there at Hatfield estate. yeah um, for sure. i I also feel like. Um, the editors maybe did their damnedest to try to make the dishes look good, mm-hmm. but none of them look good because they all, like, you could vis- vis- visibly tell that they were cold because when, like, venison fat, like, is no longer hot and delicious, it kind of recongeals and turns a little bit white, um, even if it is cooked, so... I think it was it was a little bit troubling to see the judges try their hardest to um, say that something tasted delicious or what have you, when the dishes obviously um, sat around for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking that this is the point where um, Inspector Ramsey had gathered all that <laughs> might have committed the murder into one room, and he would judge... <laughs> He was giving them a cooking test because yeah. the. Uh, well, I won't say how okay. he figured. I won't give the clue yet.
0: Yeah, we don't want <laughs> we don't want to spoil the mystery. Who
1: who who killed someone and how?
0: Yeah, we, yeah. Wait, are we ta- still talking about Agatha Christie or are we talking about Clue?
1: Agatha Christie. Okay.
0: Um, so let's talk about Nick a little bit. Um, he says he um, because he's from harvard he has worked with venison before he didn't say that i said that but he has worked with venison before when Aron and joe check in with him Mm -hmm. um i did think that his approach sounded the most delicious because venison is a leaner cut of protein so he decided to and he also used the rack which i thought was also pretty brilliant um he makes a bone marrow herb crust um, for his venison, so the, you know, bone marrow contains a lot of fat, um, so that could, in the cooking, it could crisp up maybe some of those herbs and really continue to allow the rack of venison to be moist and delicious, um, and then he did a um, blackberry trifle, um, and he soaked his trifle, his, his um, Sponge and In, champagne. Cap blue ribbon. <laughs> Micheloblite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um,
1: champagne.
0: Yeah. I did like, though, Nigella is up back. He, she took the spiral staircase back up to the perch. Um, and she's, you know, yelling. And, you know, I don't think Nigella is much of a yeller because she's such a lady. Except when she's not. Um, that's why I love her so much. Um But she yells down to Nick, stir your custard, because she was very worried about those trifles. Um, His dish looked good to me, but he got pretty wacky with the plating. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, um, Joe liked the plating, but Nigella said it can become pretentious. You have to be careful if you're not really skilled at doing the artistic
1: plating. When Inspector Ramsey let him pass by with a <laughs> weird look in his eye.
0: Well, what did <laughs> Inspector Ramsey find on, on Nick's rack of nothing?
1: Medicine? Nothing incriminating.
0: There was something. Oh, what was it? It was a string. He oh, left that's a right. string on it.
1: Yeah, he said they would take away one of his Michelin stars.
0: One <laughs> of his Michelin stars.
1: Perhaps it was a piece of a noose. <laughs> Mm. So he found a clue.
0: And Joe said that it was like giving him a punch in the gut, the fact that there was a string still left on the plate. I mean, I do have to say that it was, that was a, a huge oversight. But really, is it that horrible?
1: Seems dramatic.
0: It seemed dramatic to me. Not, I agree. Which
1: When has MasterChef ever been overdramatic?
0: dramatic? Never. Ever. (laughs) Um, So then when they taste the trifle, this was my favorite, one of my favorite things because Aron, again, is my hero this season. Um, He says that the trifle is a reflection of um, Nick's age because of how much alcohol he used. Mm -hmm. Um, And Nigella says that his trifle. It tastes like a creamy cocktail. She likes it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Joe asks, do you know who soaks sponge cake in champagne? Ask Nick that. Yeah. And then what does Joe say after that?
1: Nobody. Yeah. But he's never watched Below Deck.
0: My gosh. I want... Like, if if there weren't other people doing um, Bravo shows, um, podcasts on Bravo shows... Um, watch what Crappens crap Live Live is one of the ones that I think of, um, which is actually pretty funny at, at times. I would definitely say we should do a below deck just the cooking. We don't have to do the whole uh, mm-hmm. the whole um, show, but just the cooking because man, there's drama there.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so let's talk about Sarah with her parsnip and apple puree. She does a full rack of venison as well, um, and Nigella had some thoughts on that puree. She said f- she thought it would be better with the celery root puree because the apple could be too sweet because venison is sweet also.
1: It's sweet on sweet.
0: Huh. I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would use sweet to describe the flavor of venison, but... I don't, what do I know? I'm a poor girl. I've never eaten it. I have eaten it, though, I was going to say, you have. It. I have had it. Um, I've never cooked it. Um,
1: no, she um, caught the deer and just bit it. <clears throat> she didn't cook it.
0: <laughs> ah, it was venison tartare with fur. With fur. Um,
1: that was one shocked deer.
0: But Arone says, <laughs> Arone says that Sarah is cooking her um, apple and um, parsnipping cream, so it's going to be okay. Like, she reass- he reassures Nigella, which I thought was pretty cute. Um, and then when Joe and Arone visit Sarah, they kind of challenge her on her plating. And she says, don't worry, guys. I'm going to break out the tweezers um, to <laughs> elevate my plating. Um... And so then later we have Nigella and Gordon check in with her, and she seemed pretty frazzled. Sarah seemed yeah. pretty overwhelmed.
1: It was a pretty short period of time for the uh, the amount that they had to do.
0: Yeah, and they only had half an hour to cook the trifle. So all the, their um, their uh, carbohydrate or whatever it was yeah. their their lady fingers or sponge or whatever had to have been already made.
1: Yeah, and they. The dishes that they were cooking required them to do things during the last half hour With for the first dish.
0: Like cook venison?
1: Yeah, because often when shows like this do a challenge, they will stack it so that the challenge comes... Like, if you're baking something, you can do something while it's in the oven. Or, yeah. You know, you're giving them an extra thing to do while they wait. But this was like, okay, I'm really busy, and then we're just going to give you, you know something else to put on top of that
0: yeah and and they they also later um ding Noah for cooking starting his venison early but I think like in the last half hour you have to make assemble it's more assemble a trifle than actually make Mm -hmm. it they did have to make a custard for the trifle and then if you really want to present good venison um even though it's going to be cold by the time the judges eat it, you want to cook it in the last, like, 20 minutes. Well, so it's weird. Said
1: you, they said and I don't, that you need to rest it as long as you cook it.
0: Okay, so maybe maybe you'd, you start it in the pan. The, the folks that did the rack were way smarter, in my opinion. So maybe, I guess, you would cook it, it, like, brown it and get a crust on it in the pan. Then put it in the oven. Then you can cook other things. Take it out, let it rest for 15 minutes. But even that was dumb because it is resting. The if you are presenting the rack, it's kind of resting the whole time that like you're carrying it a mile across that marble checkerboard floor under there wasn't even a cloche. It was just on the silver platter. It's true. I wouldn't have wanted to taste the i uh, judge this. It was clochless. It was clochless. Anyway, so um I thought her plate, Sarah's plate, looked great. Um, Aron said her romesco was a little boring, but I thought it visually was interesting. Um, and then Nigel is able to also go back to the sweet and says it's, it's kind of sweet, the puree. Um, but then N- N- Nigella brought some new terms to this show, which I appreciate. She said she had to es- excavate her um, trifle to get down to the good bits, mm-hmm. um, and she really liked Sarah's pastry cream because she, in some of the other trifles, it kind of was just all in, like a mix mess. up, and you couldn't tell the cream, the whipped cream from the pastry cream. But um, Nigella said you could definitely tell a difference. Um, but Sarah kind of got mixed feedback overall.
1: Yeah, she did. Um, it, it, it doesn't seem like anybody super excelled no. in this challenge, but it, I also think it was structured to be that way because yeah. it was a very short period of time. It was, a. Um, venison is one of those meats, even if you cook it, you, it's not like you cook venison year round. So even if you were a hunting family, it's not like, you know, I've cooked venison all the time. So it's not like pork or chicken or something like that where it's a familiar thing. So they were working with something that's not that familiar in a shorter period of time in an odd Victorian chicken with kitchen, chicken with kitchen with, um, (laughs) kitchen with chefs like perched watching them over the top and shouting things like I'm very, very worried about the trifle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. I love Nigel. Yeah, I, I think that they they were in a be like incredibly stunning and beautiful estate. The Hatfield estate is stunning. So I think they wanted to give the viewers like a good glimpse of that because who's gonna, you know, realistically, who's gonna ever be able to have a chance to see that in person? But it didn't go well with the time constraints and the, the the need to judge food in a timely manner so it still is delicious and looks great and still could pretend to be hot. It was odd. Um, so Noah, I thought he started out so well because he decides to cut off a little chunk of venison. He says he... Um, He feels confident cooking this protein, and he cuts off a little chunk after he seasons it to taste it to make sure that he's on the right track. So I thought that was really smart. Um, What wasn't smart is that he decides to also make a morale mushroom risotto, and he cooked the loin, not a
1: rack. And he had started cooking that risotto in the hotel room. He carried it there (laughs) in the carriage.
0: I thought he cooked it when he was back in America and checked it in with his luggage.
1: And it was—he snuck it into the contest in his socks and then just <laughs> squeezed it out, and then cooked it some more while he was there. No, he—he yeah. he cooked it too. He started it like right off the bat.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, well, he also what? What did Aron say? He um, when he used cold stock for the rice?
1: No. What did he say? He said. It was, did he say it was egregious?
0: It was an egregious error.
1: Yeah. Um, I I was going to say abomination, but it wasn't. It kind of was that
0: too, but egregious was what Aron said when Mm -hmm. Noah started putting cold stock into the rice when he was doing the risotto. Oh, and then Joe, they were harping on this risotto. And you know, Noah has been kind of like not my favorite lately but i kind of felt bad for him because they keep talking about this um gd risotto joe says he's been making that risotto for the better part of an hour um and then so it was kind of like there was no surprise that they didn't like noah's risotto
1: it was mushroom porridge
0: it kind of was, but I bet it's good. Like, if you didn't present it at, at, in the f- semifinals, I bet it tasted good. Because I sometimes like that mushy, mushy rice porridge. Um, he, but the thing that so I did feel bad for Noah until after the cook time is called. He starts stuffing his face and he's like talking with his mouth full and saying how delicious his venison is, and is like. I think he's trying to psych out Sarah. I have no idea why he's doing it, but he's, like, hollering over to Sarah in the beautiful Hatfield Estate kitchen, where I don't think you should really raise your voice, um, and saying how proud he is of his dish. So, uh uh-uh. um, But I, I thought his plate looked gross.
1: I, I can honestly say I don't care how someone behaves in the estate.
0: I know you don't, <laughs> but... I was, try- I was just, I don't really either, but uh, I was just trying to make our podcast more interesting.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like hey, they can run in the halls. He I can, know. He can carve his name into a banister. I don't care.
0: Okay. Um, so, Aron liked everything. Aron was pretty nice. I mean, he liked everything about Noah's dish, except, obviously, for the risotto. Um and his coconut raspberry trifle looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gordon says it's Moorish, which is means... I don't know. Was, does that mean that it was kind of like had a Spanish f- flair? I have no idea why he said it looked Moorish. Maybe I just don't quite understand what... I, I thought I knew what that meant, but it, maybe I don't. Um, so they show a really nice package... Of all of Noah's past successes. I thought they did a good job yeah. with that. I mean, he did well in the competition overall. And in, earl- in the earlier season, he was kind of entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah. And I have to say, Inspector Ramsey. Yeah. Found him guilty. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so- they
1: called the Bobbies who wandered in and they arrested yeah. him. And, um, did you notice, too, when he first came into the room, um, he took his risotto soaked socks and threw them on the mantle, <laughs> under the painting, so that, in a way, if I, they captured it on camera, you wouldn't notice if you weren't looking yeah, for it.
0: I wasn't but looking for it. he had
1: wadded it up in a ball, and he just was like, whoop, <laughs> and well, they just, it went right up there, and I, you know, so...
0: His socks must be gigantic because he is a big guy. So there was a lot of risotto. and
1: a lot of risotto. Stuffed
0: in those socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why he
1: had to get rid of him, though. He didn't want him, everyone to know he cheated because he wasn't supposed to do anything before.
0: Oh, he prepped beforehand. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so we say goodbye to Noah. Bye, Noah. Wish you well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when Noah gets back home and is able to watch some of his, um, performance, I think it might change the way he is in the future a little bit. I think he still will be himself, but maybe won't feel like he has to perform as much. I could, I, I'll, I imagine we will see him perhaps, unless they have to sign a, um, do not comp- non well not non-disclosure but a non-compete. I could totally see him on like chopped or like a, a food network competition show they would eat him up on the food network.
1: Yeah I'm hoping um, after he watches himself he will start leading by his behavior rather than proclamation. That he he will alpha yeah because he seems like a decent guy. I
0: agree. I agree. And
1: and um, I'm sure he would be a great leader in the kitchen. It's just it's not a great leader that walks in and says I'm a great leader. You know, so it's it's one of those things where I hope after he watches the show, he realizes he can carry his power in who he is rather than. What saying, he says. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I've been really tough on Noah. You um, have. Really tough on him. And I just have to say, like, it is not easy to make it to the final four. I would be... Th- I don't even think I'd get on the show, let alone, like, make it, you know, make it through the first episode. Yeah. So,
1: But you haven't gone to culinary school.
0: Well, this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. So, a couple uh, things you've learned... About some of the contestants.
1: Both Dorian and Noah went to culinary school.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like um, Dorian... I don't. Did she go to full time culinary school, or did she take some classes at Le Cordon Bleu? Or, she's certified. I don't know what certified. that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. We could look that up. She
1: has her Le Cordon Bleu certification. Whatever well, so that is. did
0: that one chef on Below Deck's. Well, she said she was, but we think that was just all fake.
1: Right, but it's interesting to me with Dorian, especially with Noah. I think it could fit into his narrative and. I don't think Noah is hidden the fact that he went to culinary school either.
0: Yeah, he um, went to culinary school in Georgia. Yeah. Maybe it was like an associate's degree or two-year program, but I don't know. I
1: don't think he's hidden it at all, but Dorian, it doesn't quite fit into her narrative.
0: Well, no, and that's why, you know, when we were talking earlier about how excited I was that somebody actually acknowledged that, hey, not all of us know... How to cook fo-, fo foie gras because some of us don't know how to even pronounce it. We're, we 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 didn't grow up like we're poor, but then she went to culinary school or at least took some, was certified. So that's probably like a twelve. I'm thinking like a twelve week program or something like that. So that seemed a little sneaky to me.
1: Yeah, it seems a little sneaky, um, and but. I, I mean it's all part of the story I mean everybody has they can't say everything about everybody and uh, I think when you're crafting your personal narrative as long as you don't lie about what you're doing I think it's fine to leave leave something out
0: I don't know when you're talking about like a cooking competition I do think it's a I think it's a little manipulative not to and it could have been the um the pro- like the show didn't want her to talk about it. Um, it would be like going on a um, a sewing competition with amateur amateurs, and then realizing that somebody, one of the contestants, while they're not a designer or a seamstress, they took you know an intensive course in sewing at you know at Fitum. I so I I, think I don't it's think little, it's that big a deal. Okay, okay. that's my
1: opinion. Is not okay. it? I don't think it's that big a deal, um, but I do have to say um, that they did spend they spent more more effort crafting her story than I think we figured out while watching the rest of the show.
0: Absolutely.
1: I think that is true because one of the things that I think we forget on these cooking shows is you have to be really good to get to the end of the show. Yeah. And so it's not, there's to make somebody say, oh, this person's a home cook or whatever, it is their current job. It's not what their past. Yeah. And I don't, but I also don't think that you have to say every word about your past so that people. Get a clear picture of who you are. Yeah. To be honest.
0: Well, I guess I I would just I maybe I personally feel bad because I was calling Micah the ringer. Yeah. Um, and it it seems like Dorian. We could say Dorian's a ringer too. Still love the woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm so excited that she's in the
1: finale. Yeah, she's great. No,
0: no shame there. But it just does feel like just disclose it, like. I don't think it needs to be not talked about, um, but that's my opinion. Sure. Um, So the three finalists head out with the judges. It's dark out now. And Queen Nigella. Um, Oh, by the way, did you see her animal print pumps? No. Oh, they're so cute. Um, So they have a glass of champagne and fireworks, but I do hope they had sparkling cider for Dorian because she does not drink. Um... And we're gonna have a two-hour episode next week.
1: A finale. Yeah. This was the penultimate episode. Next week is the ultimate episode.
0: So you guys, you need to let us know what we should watch, how we should, who we should watch cook again for our, the podcast. Like once Master oh. over, we need.
1: We need to know what show to watch next.
0: Yeah. On this... watching people cook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, that is certainly true. Um, but we
0: do have The Chef Show is back with um, Don Favreau and Roy Choi. Yeah,
1: but they're all out at once, so yeah. you're gonna, we're going to watch them this weekend.
0: Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right.
0: We'll, we'll see you guys next week for the finale. Bye. Bye.